Hi everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Besties on a Mission, the show that explores the incredible potential of self-help books and dwells into the depths of personal growth and transformation. I am your host Kyle and this is my co-host and my best friend Haripriya and we are your besties on a mission. We are your older sisters who read so that you don't have to. Or you can if you want to. I am very excited about this episode and I am confident our listeners would be too. Today, we are diving into the most important and also the most discussed topic in the TikTok community or the manifestation community, which is love, partnership, specific person and marriage. As we now know, everything is connected to the subconscious mind. We are now going to discuss how love is also connected to the power of your subconscious mind. Drawing inspiration from Dr. Joseph Murphy's profound book, we'll uncover the secrets to attracting and nurturing deep and fulfilling relationships. So get ready to unlock the true potential of your subconscious mind and embrace love like never before. Before we embark on this journey of love and perfect relationships one desires, let's go over the main points to remember the influence of the subconscious mind in our lives. As we have already discussed this in the previous episodes, Our minds are composed of two interconnected parts, the conscious and the subconscious. While the conscious mind governs our daily thoughts and actions, the subconscious mind operates silently in the background, influencing our beliefs, emotions, and the way we perceive love and relationships. Dr. Joseph Murphy, a renowned authority in the field of metaphysics and manifestation, explores how the power of the subconscious mind can shape our experiences in love, partnership, and marriage. His insights offer us a pathway to attract and cultivate deeply fulfilling relationships. Let me give you a little disclaimer. It has absolutely nothing to do with another person or circumstance or anything else, but it has everything to do with you. So if you want to start experiencing changes in your relationships, in your love life, in your partnerships, in your marriage, you have to begin by making the changes within you. Exactly. So let's dive in. and look into how our subconscious mind is responsible for the nature of our relationship just like it is responsible for everything else in our life our experience and our reality if we hold negative beliefs about love or doubt our worthiness of a fulfilling relationship our subconscious mind will create circumstances and attract experiences that align with those beliefs and conversely when we consciously choose to cultivate positive thoughts and beliefs about love and relationships our subconscious mind becomes a powerful ally in manifesting and nurturing deep and meaningful connections by harnessing the power of your subconscious we can transform our love lives and create harmonious and fulfilling partnerships dr murphy gives us several practical techniques to tap into the power of subconscious mind and attract love into our lives affirmations play a crucial role in this process By repeating positive affirmations such as I am worthy of love, I attract love and supportive partners, and I deserve a deeply fulfilling relationship, we program our subconscious mind to align with these beliefs. We already know visualization is another powerful tool from our previous episodes. You can create a mental image of you already experiencing a loving and fulfilling partnership. By doing this, we send clear signals to our subconscious mind about the kind of relationship we desire. As we visualize love, connection and happiness, we begin to resonate with those experiences attracting them into our lives. So Dr. Murphy 
not only talks about attracting the right partner, he also gives us direction on how to nurture and sustain deep and meaningful relationships, which of course is equally important. He highlights the importance of cultivating love within ourselves first. Like we mentioned before, the changes have to start within you since our external relationships are a reflection of our internal state. By practicing self-love and embracing our own worthiness, we create a foundation or belief system for healthy relationships. That totally makes sense. So getting a healthy partner is one thing. The other thing is to maintain and nurture the relationships. So what does Joseph Murphy ask us to do? To deepen the connection with our partners, Dr. Murphy suggests communicating with his subconscious mind through the power of love affirmations. Sharing positive and supportive affirmations with our partners such as, I love and appreciate you. You are my rock and my inspiration. Together, we create a bond that grows stronger and better every day. It strengthens the love and harmony within the relationship. That is quite fascinating. I think now we can move on to exploring some practical tips to apply this wisdom in our lives. Firstly, it's essential to examine our beliefs about love and relationships. We have to ask ourselves if there are any negative or limiting beliefs that we hold. By identifying and transforming these beliefs into positive ones, we lay the foundation for attracting and nurturing love. Secondly, we can create a daily practice of affirmations and visualizations. Set aside dedicated time each day to repeat affirmations about love, partnership, and marriage. Engage in visualizations where you vividly imagine yourself in a loving and fulfilling relationship. As you consistently reinforce these positive beliefs and images, you align your conscious and subconscious minds, attracting love and deepening connections. Some of you might think, do I really need to spend this much time doing these things? The answer is yes, of course, because you have to spend time on what is important for you because it shapes your priorities, fulfills your passion and ultimately contributes to your overall happiness and fulfillment in life. Remember, only when you do your inner work, you get the benefits in your outer world. All of this is your commitment to yourself. Every time you have the urge to postpone or procrastinate, you have to ask yourself this one question. Am I keeping up my commitment to myself? Trust me, this serves as a really powerful catalyst. Dr. Murphy also emphasizes the significance of self-reflection and personal growth within relationships. By taking responsibility for our own emotions and actions, we create space for growth and transformation. Engage in open and honest communication with your partner, expressing your needs, desires, and dreams. Together, embark on a journey of personal and mutual development, allowing your relationship to flourish. Lastly, gratitude is a powerful practice that can enhance love and partnership. Expressing gratitude for your partner and the love you share cultivates an environment of appreciation and fosters deeper connections. Regularly acknowledge and express gratitude for the qualities you admire in your partner and the support they provide. Joseph Murphy also makes sense of why marital problems exist. He says it's the ignorance of the power of the subconscious mind. He asks several times in the book, why get into a bad situation and then try to get out of it? To solve any problem, you need to get into the root of the matter involved, not just the issue at hand. He says all problems are directly traceable to the lack of knowledge of the working and the interrelationship of the conscious and the subconscious mind. 
Plus, he deciphers all stages of the relationship in detail. A lot of us are afraid of marriages and relationships. This also comes from our beliefs, which are based on our experiences and others' experiences. So digging deep about these concepts comes in handy, even if we know some things already. Yeah, exactly. Whether you like it or not, your love life has so little to do with another person or situation or circumstance and everything to do with you. So how good or how bad it is has a direct correlation to your beliefs, your subconscious mind and what your subconscious mind thinks you deserve and believes you deserve. Your partner or your love life is nothing but a reflection of the amount of self-love you give yourself and how strong your self-concept is when it comes to love, relationships, marriage, just like any other factor of your life like health, money, career or whichever. And believe me when I say this, when a child grows up in a functional environment with both parents present who love and support and take care of each other and the child, that child grows up into an adult with such a wonderful advantage that he or she sees life in the best view possible and attracts all things beautiful and wonderful because their subconscious mind developed with the best possible beliefs set by those adults the child grew up with in a healthy, stable household. Contrary to that, when a child grows up in a chaotic and a volatile household, their beliefs are a bit fucked up, to say the least. And that is what is impressed on their subconscious mind. And unfortunately, that is what they grow up to experience in their personal lives when it comes to the kind of of partners they attract. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, after learning these truths, I can't help but sometimes wonder what it would have been like to have a healthy family growing up. Nevertheless, like it's been said before, it's never too late to change your beliefs and to change for the better. We also have high standards about the partner we want, but we often attract the opposite. Here is when you ask the question, are you a high standard partner that another person would seek? Are you embodying the high standards that you are expecting in a partner? Because it is worth mentioning that you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. I think by now you know how the subconscious works and how to make it work for you. So apply the same techniques we shared in our previous episodes to impress your subconscious mind with the qualities that you desire in your partner. So you start by getting into a sleepy, drowsy state and say to yourself that I am now attracting a woman or man into my experience who is honest, sincere, loyal, faithful, peaceful, happy and prosperous. He or she loves my ideals and I love their ideals and there is mutual love, freedom and respect. As you dwell upon these qualities and characteristics mentally, your subconscious and the infinite intelligence will open up a pathway for you both to meet according to the irresistible flow of your subconscious mind. As you think quietly and with interest on the qualities and attributes which you admire in the companion you seek, you will build the mental equivalent in your mentality. Then the deeper currents of your subconscious mind will bring both of you together in divine timing. Okay, so now it's time to talk about what kind of limiting beliefs one might have surrounding relationships. There is an example of a teacher in the book who had three failed marriages because her husbands were passive, submissive and dependent on her to make all the decisions and govern everything. So her question was that why does she attract such type of men? 
So it turns out the mistake here was with her personality. As she was very masculine and domineering, she subconsciously wanted someone submissive, so she attracted such men. And the solution here was to change her beliefs by going to the root of the problem to identify and make changes. To change her beliefs, she used the prayer technique and repeated it several times a day that she is now attracting the right man for her who is strong, masculine and powerful. The woman trusted the infinite intelligence and waited patiently even if it took months. Eventually, she met her match under unexpected circumstances and she knew right away that he was the man that she was praying for. Apparently, the man knew that too and proposed to her a week after. So, she f- succeeded in attracting the kind of man that she desired. I'm sure we can relate to the woman's former situation where we ask, why do I attract so and so people? And also heard so many other people say this. Now you have the answer to this question. To tell you the truth, I did not have the best examples growing up with respect to relationships and marriages. So naturally, I had some negative beliefs that impressed my subconscious. The main limiting belief that I had was that men don't value women. So I kept saying to myself that if I was not valued or disrespected by a man, I would be strong enough to end the relationship unlike the people that I saw growing up. I kept saying this to myself and this was just out of fear fear that i would end up compromising and being stuck in an unhappy relationship or marriage and guess what the exact same thing happened to me i was disrespected and not valued for a long period of time i was also stuck and compromised a lot in my previous relationship it took me a long time to walk out of that relationship i can definitely say with respect to relationship and love that was my rock bottom But of course my fair share of experiences has shaped me into a person that I am today filled with a multitude of lessons joys challenges and growth it was unfortunate but that is the point in my life when i decided that i would never settle or compromise for anything because i'm worth it because i'm a good person and that i deserve the best i never doubted for a second if i'm worthy of unconditional love and had developed a strong belief system surrounding love so much that i did not worry at all and was okay with waiting as i knew i would find the right person and almost after 5 years i found my person i did not know that he was the one when i met him and i did resist a bit in the beginning but the connection between the two of us was just too strong and it was the first time that i experienced something so exceptional so he is actually everything that i've ever desired and when i look at him i see not only the love of my life but also my ultimate best friend even the simplest moments become cherished moments with him whether we are just watching something together or just sitting comfortably doing nothing it's in those little moments that i realize how lucky i am to have him so our insights joke have us laughing until our stomachs hurt the connection that we have is just out of the world Our connection is so incredibly intertwined that it's as if we share a telepathic bond, completing each other's sentences without missing a beat. It's like our thoughts are in perfect harmony and when we speak, it's like two halves of a puzzle fitting flawlessly together. And in those moments, we feel like we are on the same wavelength, like the universe conspired to bring us together. And amusingly, he refers to this connection between us as a simulation and it's his witty way of acknowledging the surreal and almost too good to be true nature of our bond it is our inside joke 
but it's also a heartwarming reminder that we share this extraordinary bond with each other. And I really can't wait to see what the future holds for us because I know that with him, it is going to be incredible. It sure did take me almost five years to build a strong belief system and to let go and forgive myself and my then boyfriend. But I finally got what I desire. So if I could do it, I'm sure you could do it too. I come from an Indian household and let me tell you, whatever I thought was normal growing up was everything else but normal. It's amazing that more and more people are becoming aware of this, at least people of my generation and my younger generation, and calling out family members on their toxicity and actually choosing to not have any relationships with such people because it's blocking their growth. This is unfortunately a common thing in many ethnicities and not just Indian. So regardless of where you're from, if you start taking charge and work towards building a belief system that works in your favor rather than against you, you have already won half your battles. A few years ago, I think while I was still in university in India, one of my really good friends described my teenage, um, I guess my young adult love life as a garbage dump on fire because those were the kind of boys that were attracted to me, I guess. It is so funny now, but I was genuinely so upset back then, which was almost five or six years ago. I thought somehow I was the problem because, oh my God, was each one of them literal garbage. Um, but now I know that I was the problem, just not in the way I believed. It was my self-concept that wasn't great. Even though I was such a beautiful person, smart and intelligent academically and in my career, my personal life wasn't amazeballs or anything because I had a very strong, very negative, poor belief system in place. My friends used to joke all the time that there could be an entire movie made on my personal life at that point and the kind of useless boys who I attracted because it was so dramatic, so shitty, so full of garbage and oddly entertaining for all of them. While I laughed along with them back then, I know how I wished I wasn't the one being mocked in those situations. And then when I did get into another relationship after coming to the UK, it was with someone entirely different from me. Different ethnicity, different country, entirely different continent. And it was nothing or not in any way close to all that I was familiar to or all that I knew growing up. It has probably been one of the most, most beautiful associations that taught me more in this lifetime than any one association. As the motive of our podcast is to uplift you all and become more conscious of your belief systems, sharing my story is with this intention that all of my past experiences, some horrible and some truly beautiful, have led me to my wonderful belief system that I now have. All of this is why I am here now, as self-aware and as conscious as I am now. I'm only sharing this because I know there are plenty of girls and many women who have not had very nice relationships and have been stuck in the victim mode asking, why me? And this is why you have to investigate your negative beliefs in place and start challenging those beliefs because some of those beliefs are not even your own. It could be entirely from things that you saw growing up because in the end, would you be happy with the person you want to share your life with or be stuck in a vicious cycle of dysfunctional relationships. Because the moment you admit you may have caused your circumstances, the moment you admit your reality is tied to your subconscious mind and all of its beliefs, half the work is done. The other half is working towards changing that self-concept which becomes easier and easier as it goes. So I stopped blaming my childhood experiences 
lack of actual functional relationships as role models and everything in between and stepped out of my victim mindset because I decided I would have to set the right example of a healthy, stable, happy household with my partner for my children to grow up in. When it comes to relationships, partnerships or marriages, for it to be real and functional, it must be functional on every basis, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. Evidently, honesty and sincerity is the key. So when someone gets together or marries another person with a hidden agenda, let's say suppose a person is getting married because he or she wants to do financially better or something else. The marriage would be on false premises and these kinds of marriages with the lack of sincerity and love are also why marriages end. This means that the person is not being genuine and is using his or her subconscious mind incorrectly. Hence, the interrelationship between the subconscious and the conscious is disturbed and the consequences follow. Now, let's look at another instance. What if you are in an unfortunate situation of divorce? In truth, divorce is an individual problem and we obviously cannot generalize it. But I guess everybody can agree that divorce is not the solution to every problem as well. Just the way marriage is not the solution for being lonely or being alone. It is strange how the divorce rates have increased a lot in the past years. You might have heard this very often too. Like, I know at least three people from my uni days who have been married and divorced within less than a year. And I always thought, how strange is that? It is clear that this physical divorce a couple goes through has already taken place first in their minds. The discord has already happened. Only after that, the legal proceedings follow. This is the case when the couple is full of resentment, fear, suspicion and anger. Such attitudes just simply weaken, exhaust and debilitate the whole human being. By no means we're saying that don't get a divorce if it's an abusive marriage because God, I wish my parents divorced long before. But at the same time, only you and only you are the best judge of your situation to determine if your differences are irreconcilable or not. Joseph Murphy also gives a suggestion as to what should be done when you're in doubt. He explains this with an example of a woman. The woman, in reality, is a good person and who's sincere and loyal to her partner. But in spite of being unhappy with the marriage, she doesn't want to leave her husband because she grew up hearing that divorce is bad. In such cases, Joseph Murphy says that you should always ask for guidance from the infinite intelligence, knowing that there is an answer. By doing this, you will always receive an answer. So you have to trust that the infinite intelligence or any higher power that you believe has got your back. The only way to overcome any of these complications is to realize that the one and only truth is hate divides and that love unites. When people begin to realize that the circumstances and the situation is a direct effect of the dominant beliefs and that their own mind has been working against them, they realize that they have been misusing the power of the subconscious mind and therefore it brought chaos and misery into their lives. So obviously the opposite of this is true as well. Because when you cultivate the thoughts of goodwill, peace and harmony, you begin to radiate love, peace and goodwill to each other. And when practiced consistently, the marriage, the union, or the partnership is harmonious, healthy, peaceful, and full of love for one another. Another issue many relationships may have is a nagging partner. 
as unfortunate as it is, I was an nagging girlfriend in my past as well, which became particularly worse in my most recent relationship. Although many times the reasons for a nagging partner is lack of time, love and attention, the act of nagging itself has the literal opposite effect than what you desire for your partner to do. Because if you're using that time and energy to nag this person for something, it isn't productive or progressive and that time and energy is ill-spent. It is only going to annoy and irritate that person even more. Whether you like it or not, you can't nag a person, act or behave the way you would like. It doesn't make any sense. Also, I can say confidently that the person who usually nags is also someone who looks for petty faults and errors to hold it over the other person's head to somehow keep a scorecard of all the negative things, which is also super freaking useless because this is somehow similar to treating a relationship like a transactional experience and such attitude doesn't serve anyone involved. Another important thing to always remember is be aware of your language. Be aware of the kind of words you use because your thoughts become words and your words become action. So always watch how you talk to your partner because once again, words truly, truly cut deeper than knives. You literally cannot take back whatever you've said and you wouldn't want to scar your partner mentally or emotionally. So you better not say rude things or mean things just because you're not in the right headspace and you know because engaging in such detrimental language will always come bite you back in your ass like i don't know how else to put it more simply just don't say things that is not kind and you know just watch your tongue just hold your tongue yes totally i rather think and believe that one should be always giving the time love and attention to their respective partners and appreciating each other in all senses possible when you recognize and praise your partner's qualities that you like and you adore in a constructive way the love the connection the bonds become better and stronger Just as nagging can be a serious serious issue in relationships, brooding can be too. If someone begins to brood over their partner, they basically end up resenting their partner and they are just full of hostility towards them. This literally beats the purpose of being in a relationship because none of these feelings, and I mean none of them, is useful or productive or nice for either of the parties involved. The only reason you want to be with someone is to love each other, cherish each other and add to each other's happiness and peace, not to create more problems. So being bitter or rude or mean because you're angry or you're upset or you're pissed off and you've been brooding doesn't make you feel good or the other person who's at the receiving end of all of these negative feelings feel any good. It costs zero penny to be nice to your partner and there is literally no harm in going that extra length to be considerate, kind and courteous. You are never going to lose anything ever. When you choose to act out of kindness and goodness rather than harboring negative feelings and being bitter, rude and mean. Because whether you like it or not, whatever negative feelings and the emotions that cause you to be angry, resentful and brood are also a consequence of your dominant belief system in your subconscious mind when you consistently and consciously choose to act from a place of kindness and goodness mm-hmm. you naturally do that with everyone you're involved with your friends family colleagues literally everyone and not just your partner also as a side note but as a very important note 
A person should never try to mold their partner into a replica of themselves. Such tactless effort to alter another person's nature is always unwise. It often leads to more problems, issues, and concerns. These attempts to change another person will have a negative impact on their self-esteem and it basically causes resentment and harm. While adjustments are necessary, it is essential to introspect and acknowledge our own shortcomings. Rather than seeking to transform our spouse to fit our desires, we must focus on personal growth. Attempting to change others will only invite trouble and unhappiness, as the only person we can truly change is ourselves. Joseph Murphy also states this one thing as the biggest mistake a person can make when it comes to relationships, which is discussing our relationship problems with others, whether it's friends or family or neighbors. Venting can seem very helpful, but it has quite literally the opposite effect. Let's think about it for a minute, because all of the consequences are nothing but negative and detrimental. First of all, Dwelling on and discussing our partner's flaws reinforces those negative states within ourselves. Our thoughts and words have power, and just as we think and feel, so we become. Relatives may offer advice, but it's important to evaluate its source and intent. If the advice violates the golden rule, which is treating others as we wish to be treated, it may not be sound. And secondly, you unintentionally degrade your partner in others' eyes. Sharing intimate details of your relationship alters the perception of our spouse and tarnishes the image they once had as an ideal partner. It is essential to remember that clashes and strain are normal in any relationship. How you navigate between you and your partner is what is important. However, sharing the unhappy side of our marriage with others can do more harm than good. Keeping our quarrels private and refraining from criticizing our partner is also very important to say the least. By focusing on their positive aspects and practicing gratitude, we reinforce a positive cycle within our relationship. So in summary, basically follow these three steps as suggested strongly, strongly by Dr. Joseph Murphy in this book. Step one, release daily irritations and disappointments by forgiving each other before going to bed. Don't go to bed angry or full of hate or resentment. When you wake up in the morning, affirm that infinite intelligence guides your path. Send loving thoughts of peace, harmony and love to your spouse, family and the world. Step two. Offer gratitude no matter what, because the feeling of gratitude is very, very powerful. Do this by expressing appreciation for all that you have, food, abundance, and blessings. And literally, make it your mission to consciously avoid problems, worries, and arguments. Share words of appreciation and radiate love and goodwill to your partner, your loved ones, and family throughout the day. And lastly, implement all techniques like prayer technique, visualization and affirmations and remembering that never ever take your partner for granted. Once again, I just want to remind again, be careful about how you talk because my most recent partner was in the habit of calling me trouble and um, a troublemaker because I guess he found that cute or silly and he just used to call me that. And I guess fortunately or unfortunately, I became troublesome to him for a while. So it wasn't a very smart choice of words. But now that I'm more aware, I understand why 
talking like that is not beneficial. A peaceful home and partnership or any happy marriage are built upon a foundation of love, beauty, harmony, mutual respect, faith in one another and all things good. As we conclude this enchanting episode, let's reflect on the profound insights we've gained from Dr. Joseph Murphy's book on the power of subconscious mind and love, partnership and marriage. By harnessing the potential of our subconscious mind, we can transform our beliefs, attract love into our lives and nurture deep and fulfilling relationships. Remember, the power lies within you to create the love and partnership you desire. Embrace the teachings shared today and let your subconscious mind guide you on a journey of love, connection and fulfillment. Thank you all for joining us on Besties on a Mission. We hope this episode has inspired you to tap into the power of your subconscious mind and recognize all of your limiting beliefs from both of our stories and embark on a transformative path of love and partnership. Until next time, may your relationships be filled with joy, love and wonderful connection. Before we end, we have a new task for the week and we hope you got to experience the miracle working or magic of your subconscious mind from the previous week's task. Since it is very important to know what you want, jot down the things that you desire in a partner. Start with minimum of 5 things or 10 things. And for those who already have a partner, for a week, note down the things that you appreciate in your partner, the things that he or she does. It could be anything, for example, the way they wear their hair or the way they care for you. And since it is very important to start loving yourself in order to attract the right partner, go ahead and do something nice for yourself. So buy something that will truly benefit your life, such as a juicer or a self-help book. Or you could also commit to making one small change per day, such as taking the stairs instead of taking the elevator at work. So eventually, these small changes will amount to really big ones. Until next time, keep dreaming big and unleashing the power of your subconscious mind. So guys, we are at the end of our fifth episode. We hope you guys have enjoyed our podcast. We look forward to hearing your feedback, reviews, and anything else you have to say. Do visit our website www.bestiesonamission.com. Thanks for tuning in. See you again very soon. We are your oldest sisters who read so that you don't have to.